we start because this is the biggest thing that has happened since we last did the show, and that was Michael Smith winning the world title. World number one. And world number one as well. I'm pretty sure I called it too. Oh, I have to go back and check the tape. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I said Van Gerwen too. But, um, <laughs> mate, I, 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 said, I said Michael. You did say Michael. But, you did say Michael. But um, during the year before, he played better, eh, through the tournament, Michael Smith. He yeah. just seemed to just have a bit of luck this time around. And then it came to the final, and then he showed up and showed his class. Yeah, well, I don't know. You were obviously over there, and we'll touch on that soon as well. But throughout the tournament, Van Gerwen, to me, had been the most consistent player. And he was he deserved to be the favourite going in. Yeah. For me, Michael Smith had to produce, I'm not going to say an all-time great performance, but he definitely would have had to have produced one of his better performances to win, and I've, I would say that's what he did, even though Van Gerwen's standard might have been slightly lower than he would seen at the rest of the tournament, but Smith had to take those opportunities, which is things that he has not been able to do in the past. Yeah, yeah, and, and his scoring uh, throughout the whole tournament, Michael Van Gerwen just had his way with players, just scoring. The only, only chances that other players had was when he was missing doubles, but Michael Smith just kept on him on, on the scores and it was like a it was like a, a reverse from last year. Michael Smith was dominating the whole tournament, got to the final and and Peter Wright p- pipped him and then this time around Michael Van Gerwen was doing what he's doing and it's a it's a new look Michael Smith. I'm not used to that, seeing a guy who's not as aggressive through a tournament but showed up in the finals and now he's a champion. I feel like the floodgates are opened and um yeah, he's gonna kick on. Well, yeah, and I think there was the match where he played against Martin Schindler. Um, I think it was the third round. It was just after Christmas, and he was really pushed in that one. I think Schindler might have actually had a dart to win that one. And Michael spoke about after the game, he said about the mental side of the game and said that he he was as probably the closest he's been to slipping back into the old habits because he touched on how when he lost in that final last year, he knew that was one that got away and he did not want that feeling again. So he had been working hard on that side of his game and he said he felt like kind of dripping back into that, but he didn't. And he said that's probably what got him over the line was he's been re- working really hard on that aspect of his game. Yeah, and and that's tough. That's a, that's a, that's a tough combination. A guy with his talent now being mentally strong too. Uh, Martin Schindler had him. Uh, he just kind of carried on what he was doing, but I think he that's, where the the ex- that's where the experience comes in. Michael Smith had all these fail, you know, little dips at the end of the line, and this time around it was Schindler's turn to you know put his nose out, get over the line, and Michael Smith just kept doing what he had to, and it wasn't amazing. It wasn't the big one eighties, one forties, and and the big finish. It was just steady hundreds, and then a, and then a strong last start double to win sets, and fair play to him. Eh? I feel like he if he just does what he does with that mental strength now he's just going to dominate for a while overall thoughts on the final lots of people were saying it was probably one of the better finals do you agree I just think that that one leg kind of just is the best leg in darts history yeah. um, it just it, it was there were so many layers to it that the Wayne Martel commentary just added so much I'm getting goosebumps thinking about it it was just it was just a cool moment for darts and it, it went global just the excitement. And then, not only that, uh, Michael Van Gogh missed the, the double for the nine data. And in the biggest moment of his life, Michael Smith gives him, a, gives him the, ah, lucky mate. He, ha- he had that moment to do that. And I was thinking, you know, they could have just dropped his, his concentration, but went up and pegged and the rest is history. And that's what you need to do to be a world champion. And that was amazing. Would you like to hear it again? Yeah, let's do it. Uh, Michael Van Gogh is a... 
in any mood to give him a sniff. Yeah, the, the combination finishing in this game is going to be key. You can tell by the way they're scoring. There may be nothing in it. They may both be on nines. Michael may miss and Michael may hit. They're both on nines. They're both on a nine. This is insane. Come on now. Wow, the World Championship final. Michael Van Gerwen is on a main data. And the World Final just misses double 12. Over to you, Michael Smith. One man misses. Does the other man get? I've never seen the like. Come on, Spully Boy. Yes, double 12. That is the most amazing legend arts you will ever see in your life. I can't speak. I can't speak. Absolutely unbelievable. The crowd are going berserk. Michael Smith makes more history in the world final. But that is simply the best legend Yeah, 100% the best league of darts ever. And what it's done kind of for the sport in terms of the global coverage has been touched on before is absolutely incredible. Uh, just the clip alone on Twitter has just under 15 million views. Yeah, and then I think there's a New Zealand, there's two, two New Zealand boys that do the, the overlay on the commentary. Oh, yeah, yeah, I've seen those ones. That, yeah. That's gone viral. Yeah. Like, even what, listen to that again. Like, goosebumps. It was just... Someone needs to make a shirt that they're both on a nine. That's oh, a shirt, mate. Oh, they're both on a nine. Might, might, might send Wayne an email and we can go into like a collab <laughs> with them. But in, ter in terms of like yourself, mate, and, and what that's done for darts, because we've seen the guys on NBA, uh, on, on, on not ESPN, TNT, that they were throwing darts. They played the clip on there. It's been on like some of the big MMA shows and the hosts talking about it on social media. Like some of the people talking about it is incredible. And in terms of the global impact, it, to me, this feels like it's going to do more for the game compared to what Fallon did a few years ago. I know what she, what she did got halted by COVID. But yeah. in terms of for yourself, have you have, has there, do you think there's been a bit more of an interest in darts since that moment? Oh, 100%. That, that, that clip alone went, went worldwide. Um, it's just driving it. It's, it's been so many layers to it. I mean, Fallon done what she done. She brought a whole new field of fans to, to the game and and then now, now your hardcore sport fans sees moments like that with that kind of intensity. It's just people that don't normally watch darts are just so interested, and it's good for everybody. Like every, as far as the the best final ever, probably not. I don't think so. Yeah, I would agree. Yeah, but it just had moments like that, and it, and it had, you know, the the boy born to be champion, and he went and went on and did it. So. Yeah, I think it's just it's just going to put more money in the game. The broadcasting deals and all that will come with it, and and, and everyone's going to get paid, and that's what you want, and it just drives the game up. Well, I think I think the real crucial moment will be how the US Darts Masters go because it, that the clips where the clip had a lot of success, and that's the that's a market the PDC are desperate to try crack, and they do the they do the US Darts Masters. They hit it. It's at back at Madison Square Garden this year as well. Yeah. So what I'm very curious to see is kind of the whole reaction to the darts being there. And if it is successful there, then that will be a massive step in the right direction. Yeah, yeah. And 
you know, if they, if they fill out that stadium, then, they, you know, they, they might get another one. Because if they've got the one of the biggest markets in the world, and you can see PDC pushing China, you know, as well, the Asian series and giving them a tour card, I think, top three out of the... Um, their tour gets a uh, tour card. Oh, really? Yeah, I've, oh, I've wow. heard rumours about that. I might be wrong, but that's, I think that's what I've heard. I think they're really trying to push these markets that have got so much potential in them. But, um, yeah, it can only be good. Only be good. And uh, now time for the hard questions, mate. Unfortunately, yourself at the World Champs. Yeah. <laughs> I forgot about that. Oh, well, how, how, how are you feeling? You've had quite a bit of time to reflect on everything and... Yeah, oh mate, I'm I'm I was gutted I lost initially. I always hate losing. Just it is what it is. But looking back at it, bro, I had chances. You know, I missed a bunch of chances. I had a few waywards here or there, and a mix with Mickey playing as, as well as he did. Uh, yeah, it was just a tough loss. It was a tough loss, but lots of positives to take away from it. Uh, I get back on that stage again. I don't know. I feel like I'm just playing like at a you know, at a tournament in Christchurch, at a DPNZ, now the the gloss of the whole thing has kind of, you know, been rubbed off, and I can just kind of play darts now, which is, which is exciting. It's just that these opportunities are far and far apart. Yeah, I've got a couple of things to throw to you before we take a break here on at the Oki. I looked at some numbers, and I believe out of all the players in the opening two rounds, which includes when the PDs, the top top guys come in. I believe you actually had one of the higher averages. So I think you were you were in the top twenty, I believe, in terms of highest averages from the from the qualifier bits across the two rounds. Oh wow! I think uh, the Scott Williams, Ryan Joyce, they were the only ones that were over the hundred mark. They both were, of them. Both of them in yeah. the same game. And I think actually, out of all the all the players. I think the majority of the players that had the high averages did win, but I think you, Raymond Smith, and there was one other who I can't remember actually lost. What and you had an average that was actually higher than the the average for the first two rounds. So I think I think for argument's sake, the average across all the games was about eighty seven, and I think you were about eighty nine. Yeah, yeah. So you had that average there, but then you see guys like, and I'm not picking on him. This is just the first one that comes to mind. Uh, Grant Sampson, who played in the game immediately after you, yeah. he averages about twenty less than you, yeah. and he wins. And you yeah. see that, and you must. Is there is there a bit of frustration there, thinking like? It's just the lack of the draw, or like what goes through your mind when you see things like that? Yeah, oh man, I just I don't get the lack of the draw. I mean, the, the draw might be fine, but I just seem to meet players that just play well. And you know, at 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 the initial moment, it's it's hard, but it's just I think if I, I've got long term plans in this game, so I feel like it's just hardening me for for the bigger moments that come that are coming ahead. Uh, I know I can play guys that are playing at different speeds. I can play guys that are all from all parts of the world or can throw all different types of averages. The thing is, uh, Grant Sampson came into that tournament and no one knew what I he could do. I had never heard of him, no. Yeah. And then you had a young kid, Keanu Barry, Barry, who had all this hype on him. That's the first time on that world stage. And, you know, that's a, a kid's dream. And he got – it was just the right mix for, for, for um, Grant, but – when I go to the tournament, even Modus and just the local scene that I was walking around, I'm surprised that a few DARP fans actually know who I am over there, and and they can they can pull up YouTube and see what I can do and and know that I'm coming for them. Whereas you know, if you're a first time debut, it might not be an, as much like um, you know uh, highlight reels and 
know what to expect. But yeah, Mickey knew what I was what I was about, and yeah, he played. He just played better than me. What were your overall thoughts on the World Champs? From my perspective, they had the great moments. There was some great moments. Like another one for me is that Mentor Sulevich one six one checkout when he played Van Gerwen. Yeah, like that was that was an absolutely jaw dropping stuff to do under that kind of pressure. But for me, I felt this the World Champs has gone was not as good as ones previously gone, and I base that theory off. Averages, not averages. I base it off upsets, because we when we watch things like this, you love to see a good upset, right? Yeah. I I crunched the numbers and, uh, I think in the second round when the seeded players came in, only three got knocked out, in in that second round, Daryl Gurney who's in a bit of a dip. Yeah. I think Cullen Ridge who played Josh Rock. I can't remember the other one off the top of my head, so I apologise. But I go back over previous years that the World Champs before had eight seeds four. 2021 World Champs had six. The 2020 had eight, and 2019 had 12. So when I look at that, and then I look at the two World Series events, which we'll touch on later as well, and I don't think any of the qualifiers won in those two, are the top players pulling away from the rest of the field in terms of the skill because what I see is I see these top players are getting better and better because they're getting a lot more opportunities. 100%. And, I, and these other the guys are now struggling to kind of keep up with them and to me that is a little bit concerning. Concerning? Well, I find it concerning because you want you want to have, you want to have some growth across the entire game. You you If you go to get a tour card, you want to know you've got a realistic shot of trying to keep it after two years. And if you're going to continually get drawn against these top guys and you're probably not going to win, it's going to make it a lot harder. Yeah, but the density of the Pro Tour is is just expanding. Uh, these There's guys outside of the top 64 that could go to the World Champs and, and be an upset, but the Pro Tour is just developing these players into machines. Okay, what what about the across the, across the globe then? Because... We've, we've had, as I said, 2019, you go back, that was the pre-COVID times. We had 12 of the, the seeds knocked out yeah. in that second round, and lots of them were from these international qualifiers. But based on what I saw, the quality of the international qualifiers was not at the same standard as it has been in previous years. So I guess what would you put that down to? Oh, 100% the layoff um, over COVID. Um, everything was set up for the, for the PDC boys to continue playing darts at a high level where the rest of us were still in COVID restrictions. I mean, last year when we played, people sometimes forget that in New Zealand we didn't start playing darts again until July, uh, or June, sorry, and that was only five months of darts before World Champs. And I know other countries all had other restrictions going on, and that's just, that's just they're, 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 I reckon that's exactly what went down, and a mixture of them just improving with so much density and talent and the rest of the world being under restrictions and not being able to host tournaments like they used to. And then you just look at the BDO, they had to even cancel Lakeside because they couldn't really get things together. And Yeah, credit to the PDC. They're the ones that are you know, obviously got the money and, and they're able to you know put in these systems where other countries couldn't. And there's, your, there's, there's the proof right there in the pudding. 